Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. There is a word especially for you when you think you're about to give up. Good morning. My name is Gray Bun, and I am 11 years old. You're listening to Free on the Inside, my papa, Diggy Joe Lewis. Well, hello. Welcome once again to our weekly internet program. I'm your host, Brother Joe Lewis, and you're listening to Free on the Inside, an internet program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you could be in Christ Jesus. We're in for a great time this morning. We have two guests on the program this morning, and as I met them, it touched my heart. And, you know, uh, we're going to talk about sex trafficking. And, you know, that's something that we never really think about. But we have two missionaries that's on the front line that's uh, that's facing those uh, and, and challenging uh, uh, uh that way of lifestyle, and we're gonna bring them on, and they're gonna share with us the uh, the uh, uh, the things that goes along with that, and how they are attempting to bring young men and women uh, out of that lifestyle. This morning, I'd like to welcome Sunshine and Velma to our program. This morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, ladies. Welcome. I'm excited to have you on this morning. Now, Sunshine, will you say hello to our listening audience? Yes. Hello and good morning to everybody who is here this morning to listen some information that is really would touch your heart, your mind and spirit, not only being a human but being a child of God. Thank you. Thank you for Great. having us. Well, well, God bless you. Now, Velma, will you say hello to our listening audience? Good morning, audience. Uh, it is a Blessing to be awake this morning and be able to share our story with you today. All right, and then we have a phone, we have our phone lines that are open right now. The number, the contact number, where you two can call into the program and ask some questions or, or just give our guests words of encouragement. That number would be three one zero. Nine eight two forty one twenty six. Again, that call-in number so you two can join the conversation will be three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. Now, ladies, 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 will you tell me about what is what is sex trafficking? Human sex trafficking is the illegal way of putting some predators. I'm selling the bodies that is not their will and against their beliefs and will and victimize children, women, young men to this agenda so that they can get money from them. And this is this is like selling selling people to do and perform things that are immoral so that they can have 
that money exchange to the person whoever is selling them and also giving them information that it will better them from all over the world. These people come to them, come even to their parents and say, let me have your children so that they will have a better future. And this will be them working, and I will take care of them, and I will take care of you. Promising things that are not there because these people are looking for something so that they can better themselves. And some instances, it is against their will. They are just kidnapped, drugged, and sold to sex slavery. Oh, my God, my God. Now, uh, Belma, now tell me, how did you get involved in something like this? Well, actually, it was Sunshine who had gone to the Philippines, and she told me what the good time she had in the Lord and how she was able to introduce the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who were non-believers and those that were uh, bound by by uh, religion, and they were uh, in the Catholicism, and uh, how easily they were converted to Christianity, and... Uh, I thought, wow, that is really good. It's something that's so different from America because uh, if you stand on the corner in America, people look at you like, you know, this is something that's unusual. But there, people were so open. So I thought, gosh, I'd like to go and see what experience this and see what it's about. So when we did go there, we did find these kids who lived in the cemetery, and there were about a thousand or more of them. And uh, we looked into the background of these children, and we were told that the, the parents could not afford the kids. They had too many in a home, maybe seven or eight, so they had to let one or two go. And uh, these kids didn't have anywhere else to go, so they congregated in the cemetery. So you know, I, and that, I that heard is that when it began. You know, that was a fascinating, it blew my mind when I heard about people living in the cemetery because we, you know, here in the States, we think about cemeteries being a, a place where dead people go and it's just somewhere where we just lay our loved ones there and that's it. But you actually have people that's living in the cemeteries. Yes, and, yes. And so, Sunshine, will you please talk to us about that, address that issue that you're facing as you go to the Philippines and, and various places? Yes. You know, Brother Joel. I have grown in the Philippines, educated in the Philippines, and I never realized and I never knew that there are people, children especially, that are living in the cemetery and they're homeless and they are called houses without stairs because out of the tombs that are there in the cemetery, you put plywood in there, and then lay their head and sleep. But since these cemeteries are huge, there are predators also who go there. And because the people in the cemetery that live there are extremely poor, so they offer them food. And in exchange, they want them some sex or sell them to other people come in there and have some sex. So some people take them to hotels, to motels, but some are happening right then and there. So broke my heart. 
it just affected me that this situation in this time occur. And while other people take advantage of this situation to these people to make it worse for them, that they are already living in the cemetery, needs of something to eat, and they will be exposed and taking advantage of performing more. And this even just, they give 50 cents per sex. And it is not, it's more than an insult to their humanization, to their dignity, to their existence, that some people could just swallow and could have that kind of thinking, that kind of darkness that pierces throughout their heart. And they are offering this several times a day with the same person. Can you just imagine of those kind that out of your, you don't want it, but the offer is for you to have this exchange of little money so that they can eat. Yes, yes. Now, now, Sunshine, how did you get involved in this uh, ministry here? Because that seemed like quite an undertaking. Yes. Well, we we never thought about it, that this is really existing. But then somebody invited us and said to us that come, come to this place because uh, they really need help. They really need somebody to pray for them. Somebody to tell them that they care. We went there, and behold, I we have seen the situation that we have never, we have never, I have never experienced to see children all over the place that live there practically every day of their life, from sundown to nighttime. And I asked them, where do you sleep? Because I don't see any bed over here. So when we got started, these people are open. These people are smiling at you. But you can see the pain inside of their heart. They are trying to reach out. And we have talked to the parents, talked to every individual of them. They want something we are willing to do something that that us people who are free can reach out to them. So you can never you never intended to find these people, but it's there presented to you. So I'm thinking who are going to help them? Who are going to present it to them? Who will help them to see hope for them? the we people that have come. So I cried, and I cried, and I cried, go, Lord, is this a way for us to reach them to know you? So, Lord, this is the situation that when you don't have even time to think about it, automatically you just want to reach out so that they can have hope in their life and transformation of their life. Oh, yes, yes. And now, now tell me, where have your ministry carried you so far? Since you, I know you're, uh, uh, your primary ministry is in the Philippine Islands, where other places have you been 
it with uh, with this ministry? Well, we have realized that it, it opened up in the Philippines, but we have realized that this is also going on locally over here. And, in fact, uh, we have met other people who does street ministry. And last Sunday, that's the latest, last Sunday, we have uh, encountered a lady that has been in that situation and gotten information, and she was receptive to, to the kind of help. So locally in emergency rooms, there are a lot of people that needed help because they have infections going on. Yes. So locally in the truck stops, in the gasoline stations where the trucks are, you could see if you will observe that there are in a, at nighttime women, young children, average of 13-year-old, 14-year-old, are brought down to these trucks, and they offer their service after they are let out of the car from their pimps, you know. Then they are let out of the car and go to a nut in the truck one by one and offer this kind of sex services over there. And if that person is looking for this kind of immoral sex, you know, right then and there it happens. So everywhere, even in the grocery store, our antenna, so to speak, are really open to forecast, to scan, and to observe the surroundings where somebody might need some help that are being forced to do these things. Emergency room doctors are training right now. What are the signs that these people are obliged and under, under the care of those people and most of the time, these children, they're male or female, and also women, they are under, the dr- under drugs who are dependent to these people who supply them. So when they are addicted to that thing, you know, the most thing is they obey whatever that predators would tell them. And it is up to us to observe and report if you have observed this kind of illogical, just illicit, immoral sex, and even the truck driver or even the people who receive this kind of invitation from young women, I urge them, please report, please, because this will always help these people to stop. When somebody is under drugs, they cannot help themselves. Somebody from outside has to initiate that help. You know, that is so, so true. Now, as you were sharing, uh, sharing with us about uh, offering them help, what type of help are you able to give someone that's, ty- uh, that's living that type of lifestyle? I know it varies from uh, country to country and from situation to situation. 
But as your ministry is going forth, what are you having to offer the young men and women a way out of that type of lifestyle? Because you become addicted to that type of lifestyle, whether you you know want to do it or not, it become a, a lifestyle to you. So what are you offering them to get them out of that lifestyle? Well, first of Melbourne? all, you, oh, oh, go ahead. you're speaking to me. Yes, yes, go ahead. Then sometimes okay, we we'll follow ahead. up on that. Yes, Belma. Oh, what what we're doing right now, um, and the the support that we need actually is just sometimes it's just sunshine and I. We do what we have to do, and when we go there, we find ourselves in need of medicine and food and. Also, the a program that we are putting in place right now is a way that we can reach out to parents uh, of kids that are at risk for that, those parents who or, uh, maybe live in the mountains or in the remote regions of the Philippines to develop a program where we can educate those parents that those people who present themselves as someone who is coming to help their family, who could take those kids to the U.S. and educate them, that that's not always true. And uh, what they actually do is take to bring them to the U.S. and they bound them to uh, a bed or a little small area and they are used and abused each and every day. And that is not what they want for their kids. It's not that they're just selling them to people. It's just that those people are promising them uh, a better way of life. And they're thinking that that is happening. So we want to develop a program where we can be able to have people um, to go out and talk to those people um, to help prevent this as well. So we find that the kids need uh, care, medical care as well, and also we want to be able to connect with other churches and organizations to go out and to minister to them, to show them love and support and help them to feel a sense of self-worth. All right, that, that is so true. That, and I see what you're saying, uh, education. We need to educate mm-hmm. the parents and, those, and, and like-minded people that this is going on. That there's help. Yes. Now, Sunshine, would you follow up on that also? What uh, What are y'all offering a program that you have embedded in the ministry to help the young men and women get out of this lifestyle? Well, uh, first of all, we try to connect them locally with people who are who are working in the same category with us. If they have half halfway houses, you know, they have uh, they have a chance to get out of that. In other countries, in the Philippines, you know, the, the thing that the most important is to feed them physically. When they are in that situation that they are not connected anymore and sustaining their basic needs from that situation, then we connect with other organizations there in the Philippines because, or in other countries because we are not there all the time. So we, uh, one-to-one, one-to-one or little groups, uh, minister to them and teach them who they are in Christ. Because when they are, when they know who they are in Christ about their body, that they are the temple of God, and they realize their worth, first of all, then they would do second thinking before even going to that kind of life, no matter what, how hungry you are, 
because there is always some help. And then when we show love, God's love to them, with the cooperation of other people around it, and then they, the plan is to get the feeding program going on that at least we can eat a day. And the long-term wise is for them to be in a house where there is house mother, house father, to take care of them. And then in the future build some uh, housing for them and school, educate them. And at the same time, when they are already stabilized, they can help themselves, and at the same time, they can help others through documentary, through videos of education that they can help other people also. Right now, we have to work synergically with other people. Sunshine, you still there? Yes, I'm here. I don't know, I don't know what happened. But anyway, okay, I think, we have to work synergistically yes. and identify them with uh, some people. There are doctors that are working with them, identifying or helping them when they have infections. So, we work with whom, whatever they need, so that they can be helped. And at the same time, at the same time, uh, bring whoever the people that can help to them. So we offer them not only realizing where they are and at the same time connect with proper, uh, even authorities, to help them. You know, you know, as you were sharing this, uh, uh, your experience with the uh, with our uh, young men and women says in the Philippines that's living in the cemeteries, and you were saying that this, that they refer to them as home as houses without stairs. You know, and I was just thinking about how how you can live in a situation like that so long that you get accustomed to that that type of lifestyle. And, and and how God have allowed men and women to go and try to uh, try to disrupt that lifestyle, or to disrupt that lifestyle. And and, and my head goes off to you and Velma and, your, and the and the people that assist y'all because I know that's quite an undertaking. Because as you go down there, sometimes you feel like that you know that you know that 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 the task is too great. But I know on the back side of that, you have seen how what you are doing and what other ministries are doing are changing the lives of people that they encounter. Will you give us some uh, uh, some insight on on how the ministry that you are part of, how it's changing the lives of young men and women from that lifestyle to a glorious lifestyle? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, when you are in front of them, you just give out that love. That this this is priceless because when you give God's love and you touch their life, touch their head, pray over them. Somewhere that God's spirit just is awakened within them. And then when they do, you allow them just to express, allow them so many just cry, just cry out, just cry out. And then during this time, too, 
they are willing to, to be helped. They are willing to help. They are willing to be helped. And when these things are uncovered, and they realize that this is not the kind of living that they want, this is not the normal thing to do, then they start to accumulate and start giving out. Oh, Lord, how can I escape this kind of life? So that time, they are being aware. So first is awareness where they are because somebody had touched them, had said to them, had given help to them that, wow, this is not the kind of life I want. And every day I have been in there and not only taken advantage but abused. I want a better life. And when this realization comes to these people, so we bring awareness also to other people. They are willing to take the steps to recover and be liberated as victims and uncover that this previously lived underworld of sex slavery is behind already with them. So this deceptive veil of undercurrent of injustice that hides in this exploitation and dehumanization of young women, young children, young boys, then the root of this crisis is to be is a culture to be embraced that the fundamental of justification of these victims are open to light. So when we have being presented with this, we as person, it is our vision that we will not only oppose sex slavery, we should do more in order to disrupt the culture of exploitation. There's the challenge of attitudes that cause the demand for illicit sex. So men, you have the chance and to repent what has been done, what have you been doing to these children. It's a sick world. It is dark world out there. So these people, when they wake up, they are willing to tell, to tell the whole world that, yes, this is going on. What are these captives doing now? So physically, their needs are to be met first. And then, two, a safety is very important. Number three is for them, when they are in, out already, they are not in anymore, but they are out already of this kind of lifestyle. That is not the normal lifestyle. I am, they say to themselves, I am willing to do what needs to be done so that I cannot go back anymore to that kind of lifestyle. But they have to be free first of what they crave for life because when these people, predators, know that that flesh will be looking for the drugs and they are the only one that can supply those drugs, so it is harder for that person. But when they come clean, when they come clean and presented with God's love, 
You know God can do everything. Do you know that there's nothing impossible? But somebody has to speak that word to them, that their situation is not permanent. It's going to take a decision for them to go to the other side where they allow themselves to be helped and people are willing to help first and give that love to them that, yes, they are significant. They don't have to stay in that kind of life. And the Word of God speaks volume to their heart, to their mind, to their spirit that I am awakening. I want to run away. I want to run away with this kind of life to the section where somebody can reach out for me because most of the time, Brother Jewel, they cannot help themselves. Somebody has to, in the hand, has to be willing, willing to minister to them one-on-one. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. Velma. Oh, I see Velma. She's calling back in. We're going to bring her in here right quick. Hello, Velma. Yes. Yes, I see. Thank you for calling back. Uh, Velma, as Sunshine was sharing with us, the importance it is for us to be involved in this type of ministry. What does this here mean to you since you're down the front line? Your recording has reached the maximum length. To replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. Yes, are you still there, Velma? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. I guess to replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. All right, then, Velma, since we're going we gonna to clear that phone line here, uh, Sunshine. To replay your message, to press 1, back, okay? to delete. That, yes. That was okay. Okay, great. Sorry about that. That's what uh, calling in and out to the studio. So uh, those things happen. Now, Sunshine, will, will you tell us now, as you come back from those type of missions, uh, their journeys and trips, as you shared it with, uh, with, uh, with ministries in the state, how has your ministry been effective Uh here to help you expand your uh, your ministry abroad. We we have some pictures, we have some video, and we have also taken steps of talking to some of the doctors that help to take care of them. Wherever we go, wherever we go, we held we hold seminars also. We hold uh, small meetings, big meetings, and share with them that the kind of life, existence, are do really uh, happening around the world, and especially in the Philippines. So, you know, the Philippines is the third country biggest in the slavery, and I never even knew that. And when people hear and know that there are children living in the cemetery for life and and for existence, it is just they could have just believed it. So we want to let people know 
that yes, we have been privileged to be here in America. Yes, there are a lot of advantages for us. Too much has been given to us by the good Lord. And it is up to us and every one of them that know and hear of the plight of those children and women is willing to say, I want to be involved. So these are also ways that there are people who hear this, who want to come and be involved and, and go to mission work. There are people that cannot travel because of present situations of their families over here, but they want to get involved and would like to donate for kinds, for their medicines, for their foods, for clothing. And there are people that would uh, introduce somebody to us who would like to be involved in any kind. And there are people that are praying for us that the right kind of people and the right kind of openness and transparency, both for the victims and for their families and also people that will come across like you. You have helped us, Brother Jewel, to make this a heightened awareness for people who have not heard about children that are being abused and sold to human sex trafficking that is happening everyday life. We think that it is just normal, that there is nothing more even living in and being sold to human sex trafficking things. And very, very, not a situation to be. And yet some people make it worse. Yes, they do. And I see you have a passion for Now, I'm going to bring Velma in here, and I want to ask her a question uh, regarding what you just said. Velma? Yes. I want to know, why are you so passionate about this type of ministry? Because we realize there's challenges that's involved in this here, but there's a great need. What allows you to go time after time? <laughs> oh, gosh, I guess it's just uh, the Holy Spirit. I... I... I wake up in the morning, even when I'm here in the U.S., and my heart is in the Philippines, and they are such humble and and great people. So um, there's just something about them that that makes me just want to, actually, I would like to live there. Um, There's such a need there, and and we're so spoiled here in the United States. We have everything, even the ones that think that we don't have, we do, when it's compared to what they have. And uh, it's, it's just such a blessing. Uh, and I'm so passionate about this because I love kids. And who can take care of the kids? They they can't take care of themselves. Yeah. And, and when we think about the, the sex trafficking, we're, we're thinking that it's there. It's, it's very open. And you can see that it's going on. But here in the United States, I just like to let people be aware that it is really big in the United States as well. In fact, we are uh, sex trafficking is the, the third largest illegal market that's going on right now. They earn $32 billion of, is generated every year of profit just in that industry. We have people here in the United States buying kids on the Internet, 40% of of, uh, of the children are from the U.S. 
on the Internet. They're sold on Craigslist, they're on the Backpage.com, and even in the social media. So it's, it's something that we're just looking over in February of this year. Even in Dallas, they had shut down uh, a lot of places there in the Plano area. That It just seems like people just looked over that. It's, it's happening right here. There were at least, I, I think there were like 10 places that were closed down, and that's what they were doing, human tra- uh, trafficking. Tra- trafficking. Uh, and... Um, there in the United States, there are 300,000 per year that children are taken away from their homes. They're being abducted, and the predators are coming to places like the uh, grocery stores, the clothing stores, ice cream parlors, shopping centers, and and they they are preying on naive girls, uh, girls who are overweight and the isolated ones that they're standing in the corner, and they, it's, it's so easy to do. So I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Because, you know, my ministry primarily, too, I do street ministry, jail, juvenile, and I know about the uh, illicit drugs and the sex that goes on. But I never think about the trafficking, you know. Yeah. Uh, I never think about how we may see some people walking. And who knows, maybe they've been held in bondage. Maybe they've been uh, subject to exactly. sexual, you know, a lifestyle mm-hmm. that they're not accustomed to. And we don't think nothing of it. And it could be, yes. before, you know. It is something I think about how people that kidnap uh, some young ladies up up in uh, up north, and they kept them for like ten years, you know, in isolation. Yeah. And some people could just, mm-hmm. you know, have people that bondage that long. Well, I'm so glad that you're bringing yeah. this to the forefront here. You and Sunshine mm-hmm. is sharing that there with our listening audience because there's a need to be aware of these things here. But uh, yeah. uh, before I go back to Sunshine, I wanted to ask you, how do you? And I'm going to ask Sunshine the same thing. How do you manage? Uh, how do you handle? How do you manage your discomfort? Because as you go to these places, it breaks your heart. As you go to these places, you seem to be overwhelmed. How do you go yeah. about managing your discomfort in, in in difficult situations? Oh, I I just pray. I just pray, and I just ask God to give me the strength and give me the words to say that I may be able to comfort these kids because, you know, the average age of these victims are like 12 to 13, but we do have kids there who are as young as three years old, and that really tears your heart. We were able last year to be able to go to a place called a safe house. It's a place uh, kind of in the mountains, and we were able to see the kids there who were victims of this. They had they have a group of people who will go out and rescue them from the victims. And, uh, of course, they have to be in a secret place because the, the the predators are really upset about that, and they are dangerous people. So it was really, um, it was really sad to see that, especially the babies. What do they know? And they didn't even have a chance in life. So I, I just pray and I just ask God to give me strength to be able to uh, minister to these kids. Exactly, exactly. Now, Sunshine, I want to ask you the same question. How do you manage to handle your discomfort that you've seen these things? I can only imagine, but you've actually been there. You've seen these kids living in tombs and living beneath their privilege, God-given privilege. How do you handle to manage that year after year, day after day, outing after outing? Yes. Well, we have to be. We have to stay prayed up. So not only us praying, but all other people that was and what we do. 
is for us to be prayed up and also make a decision that this is this is love of God that we do. So we ask that, we ask that strength from Him that as human beings we are weak and how can we, we be able to stand in front of them, show them, touch them. You know, the love of God is from our spirit and they have that spirit and God's spirit is just with us and help us and stand up and be the voice and be the lips and be the hands and be the feet for him because for us we are weak we cannot it is the strength from God that inspires us that this is what Jesus wants us to do is to reach out and love them and guide them and help them because this situation of them it is really that I want, I want all this that the love of God will be revealed to them, to the victims, to the families, and the truth where they are, that all mankind who are in the sex slavery tribes is always hidden in the shadows. I ask God to give us strength that in order to prevent this injustice from continuing, we must, we must, we must, those people who hurt who hear from now must shine, must light their life on it. So we are, we should be the committed to let people know the reality of this slavery is the conscience of society. So when people come and help, that make us stronger, that there is confirmation that people really do care and would are willing to reach out to these people. So inspire me. It inspires me. Last Sunday, when a lady heard about this plight of children, she just cried and cried and cried and cried that these are things are happening. It gives me strength to let other people know that these are, that we must not only know but respond to them and help them. So other people's love make us stronger. And for you <laughs> to put us here so that there is a heightened awareness, Brother Jewel, you give us light. You give light to the situation where there is knowing pain, that there is shame and indignation of this condition. Yet you, not only as a human being, but as a child of God, you want people to hear about this and of awareness. So thank you for letting your shine, letting the light in so that other people may know. So that inspires us. So it's God thing. <laughs> well, well you, God know, thing. you know, you uh, know, you you two have been great guests, Velma and Sunshine. Y'all have been great guests. As you are sharing a light on this uh, human sex trafficking and it's something that we we just don't even know and it'd be and it'd be right in our midst here but i i was just thinking about scripture that you were sharing both you ladies and it was saying that jesus said uh that when you are restored you're the strength of your brother and then he said when you do it to the least of them you're doing it unto the least of them. And sunshine, 
you said something that said, you know, a lot of times we challenge ourselves, what, Lord, what would you have me to do? You know, being the hands and the hand, and the hands and the feet and the heart of God, that's what he asking us to do, just to be involved yes. in the life of someone. Help change a life in Jesus' name. My yes. sisters, I want to encourage y'all to keep doing what you're doing. I want to encourage y'all to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want to encourage you that there's someone out there that needs you to intervene in their lives. And I thank God for assigned y'all, you two ladies and the, and the other people that you work to, for a particular task. And can't nobody do it like y'all for this time and this season here. And so, Esrena, I always ask our guests, what makes you do this? Because we need to know, we need to know without a shadow of doubt that it's God that allows us to do this. There's nothing special about what we're doing. Only through the grace and the mercy of God. And thank you. But before we go, before we go, tell us how we can get more information on this human sex trafficking. The site is called uh, Living Waters World Ministries, and you click on uh, information for human sex trafficking. And at the same time, uh, we have a website or, I mean, an email. Email to us if you need more information on how you, if you want to get involved, is livingwaters2008 at gmail.com. So we are free with our phone numbers. If you can get our phone numbers, uh, this is a direct phone, which is 469-96-686. And at the same time, uh, Research what is going on around the world. Don't stop where you you only hear this because like-minded, like people, if you are there with your heart quenching because of this situation, let it out. Let it out. Tell the people that you are willing. First, it is you have felt it in your heart that if this thing happens, that we believe and you believe that no human should be sold. No human should be sold because of the dignity and spirit of God. Then reach out. We are, we are here for a purpose on earth, not only to exist for ourselves, but to reach out to the list of people. And the Lord said in the Bible, that if you do this for the list of my people, you do that for me. You know, you know, and, and I was just thinking, is there a local network or somewhere, if you suspect these type things, where you might be able to drop them or call anonymous? Because a lot of times people don't want to be involved. In I don't want to get involved. Is it, do, do y'all have, do they have a, a number where you can call to anonymous and just say, hey, I would like to report something that I'm uncomfortable with? Yes, the best thing is 911. Okay. Yes. 911. Now, it's as simple as that. You know what? That is simple. That's that. Just 911. You know, and a lot of times people say, I don't want to be in the hall. Now, I'll tell you what, before we get ready to go, because it's been a great show, but I want to ask each one of you this question. I want you to answer it. Um, now, what would you tell someone that say, I would like to be involved in some of this, but I don't feel like I have enough in me to do what uh, what God allowed me, you know, what I perceive in my heart. 
will you please uh, share with us that, Velma, if you had a young lady or uh, someone that says, hey, I would want to be a part of this ministry, but I don't have what it takes, how would you encourage them? For those that feel that they don't have what it takes, all of us actually have what it takes. Uh, We are all to help one another. If you feel like you cannot physically do it, uh, that you can't go to the Philippines or anywhere else that we could go, uh, a monetary uh, gift is appreciated because there's so much that's needed there. Actually, you could feed one child for $1. You could feed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner there in the Philippines. So it, it, it could help uh, just by extending that grace to them. Hmm. That is so true. That's so You know, we take that for granted, a dollar. You know, we say a dollar is very much, but a dollar means a lot to people that are less fortunate. That's in yes. other countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Sunshine, would you please share with us, if someone was to say, Sunshine, I won't do this, but I'm scared, I'm fearful, I don't know if I have what it takes, what words of encouragement would you give them? Well, first of all, uh, we would like to enlighten that person that there's nothing to be scared of but to speak out. And then, number two, we would like to know that is there a way that you are willing to help in any way. So we kind of like expand it with that person. And, and then when you pray with them before even they start talking, now that strength that's coming from our Savior, you know, then that person is able to extend what she wants to extend. We would like to know that in what capacity she wants to help. And then we ask them too, you pray. You pray for the situation. You pray for us. And in that way, when there is enlightening, we invite them to, to come and meet with us so that we can enlighten more for that person or if it is in the phone that we can reach out for that person that really wants to be involved but yet is not bold enough or confident enough to be in the forefront. So there are so many ways some people start with small things to get involved, to help, and then it becomes bold, bold and bolder later on because it makes them feel good to reach out that in their existence that they have not thanked that they can help, they were a big help. Even writing a letter to those victims is a good way to start. Hey, that I heard about your plight. I am concerned. Just extending their love through letters, you know, that is a big help. And, and then presenting to them what they can do and the other area of children can hear that there is somebody somewhere caring for us is a big help already to these people. So you start where you are. You start where you are because God will allow it. Now tell us now, as this year is coming to a close now, what projects or what ministry do you have coming up in the next year so we can pray for you and we'll know what God is laying on your heart to do in this ministry? What is your next island and what places will you be going to? Yeah, we're we're going to the Philippines, and we have an invitation to go to Thailand and Australia also. So... Over here, we are preparing for a trip to the Philippines for this year. 
for next month. And uh, we would like people to pray for us. And at the same time, if they can help for the people for foods, you know, contributions, because it takes a village to help, that would be uh, well appreciated. And out of this, too, we are making a documentaries, videos that would enlighten other people who are not involved with this and at the same time uh, measures that these people will learn so that they can help themselves and at the same time help others. So our trip is uh, designated and we will definitely be around with this uh, human sex trafficking and extend to them their love. For those people who would like to extend their love, they'll be welcome you. That's great. Again, what's that website? So uh, I will listen to artists to know to go to that site and make any type of contribution. Just get more information regarding this human sex trafficking. Again, what's that site? Mm-hmm. The site is livingwatersworldministries.org. Org, and then click on human sex trafficking. And I would like to uh, update our phone number. It's 469-396-6806. And you can also email us at livingwaters2008 at gmail.com. Amen. Amen. Ladies, this has been a great show here. I am very in. Uh, delated about you being on here. I'm. Uh, I've been. Uh, uh, you know what? It's a, a light that have went on in my head here. I'm speechless when it comes to this because these are things that I'm unaware of. You know, I do jail ministry and do prison ministry, but the human sex trafficking. I I I never thought much of it, but I'm glad to see that there's other people thinking about it. when I'm not thinking about it. You know, and and that's God given right there. And so I ask you to continue to do what you're doing and to be strong in the Lord. And we pray and we pray that each time you go out and share the gospel with our young men and women and as you minister to them through clothes and food, that they can see the hand of God and they can have a sense that they are valuable. Yes. You know. Because that's, that's the most important thing is to kind of, uh, uh, you know, let them know that they have self-worth. And I was just thinking my mind keeps going back to the ones that was living in the in the tombs, in the graveyard, and how they just seem to have maybe been disconnected from life and how you're trying to reconnect them and bring them out of that darkness. You know, in the Bible, Jesus encountered a man that was living in the tombs. And I thought about that. I said, man, you know, things are still, you know, things are still going on like that right today. Yes. And Jesus prayed with him, and that man got him covered. And he, and he said, "No, don't come, you know, don't go with me. Go back to your family." And I said that, you know, as you ladies are sharing the gospel with with the with the uh, young people that you encounter, as they've been empowered and as they've been restored, they can go back and tell their family and their friends and other people that are like that. Yes, yeah, that that there, is there's, help. There's one, yeah, there is one word that is very important to even here in America that uh, young women, please, if there is some misunderstanding in your family, do not run away. Do not expose yourself to this kind of life because it is very painful to you and to your future, to your mind, to your heart, to your spirit that this experience, this is what I would like to say, hey, 
always there are some contentions, there are some problems, but you can always talk it out with your family. And there are other ways over here in America to resolve things. And there are so many options. Do not run away. Do not trust a person that you have met online only for you to be found that you have been victimized with human sex trafficking. The love of the family, the love of God, the love of friends that have your future in their heart. Take it that way. Do not run away for a promised thing of any man or any predators or any people that will make your life so miserable. So I beg you and I pray for you that this, sometimes there's some squabbles and you run away. Don't do that. Never do that. Because when you, once you are victimized and dragged out there, it is so hard to come back. Although it's possible, but don't expose to yourself. That's all I could say, that do not go to the price. It is not. It is not safe out there. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. Sunshine and Velma, thank you very yes, much. Sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot You're express so in words the joy that I have for you being a guest on the program. How you have showed, how you have poured yourself into this ministry. How you have willing to let some things go for God. And I think about as you go over there, you not, you know, the thing that we're accustomed to, you know, did you let those things go? So the work can go forward. Mm-hmm. We pray that God continue to bless you and the thing that you put your hands to do in the lives of our young people. As we get ready to depart, we will encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, encourage you to listen to this program again, to encourage yourself that, that God yes. is doing great things, how he could take a nobody and allow them to tell everybody about Christ Jesus. We all have things in our life that we that we are challenged with. And our program says being free on the inside. I am I am encouraged that you ladies are being uh, free on the inside to do the things that God allows you to do. Mm-hmm. Because as you share this here, some people don't want to hear it. Some people are going to tell you they don't have time. But yet, some people are going to listen. And you know, and you continually to do it. Time after time after time. And thank you, ladies. Thank you. And I would love for you to be a guest over here at a later date. I'm going to give you a call next year, and uh, you know, which is only a couple of months. And you give us a follow-up because this is very, very important. This is something that needs to be continually to be brought forth here. And 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 that during the process of time, this here, this here is going to be resolved. It's going to be diminished. Because of people in ministries like yours that's continually to bring it forth and to and to, to shine light on a dark situation. Yes. And, and, thank and ladies, you. thank you, and ladies. We're gonna have. I would like to have a word of prayer for you in the ministry, and we want to thank you. Please go back and take time out to listen to this program again. But we're gonna give God the glory. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord, we thank you for this ministry, Living Water World Ministry. Dear Lord, we thank you, dear Lord, for the, the men and women that you have working diligently in this ministry. We thank you, dear Lord, for the heart and the compassion that Velma and Sunshine have toward this ministry. Dear Lord, as they go forth, dear Lord, let them go in the power and the 
and the ordaining of God. Let them go, dear Lord, to change the lives of young men and women. Let them go, dear Lord, knowing that they will never be left alone. Dear Lord, get them the resources they need. Get them the words they need. Get them the power they need to attach uh, to accomplish the task at hand. We pray these in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, ladies. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother Joel. God bless you. You have a great day. We'll be talking soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Whoa, what a great program we had this morning. What a great program. I'm so excited about our program. And we pray that that you go back and you listen to this program again and that you too can be blessed by what our guests had to share with us today here. As we get ready to depart, we want to ask you to listen to this program again. Tell someone about this program. You too can help change a life in Jesus' name. Amen. But as we get ready to depart, we ask you to uh, tune in next week for another great show here. And uh, we thank our guests once again for our uh, segment of this program here called Sex Trafficking. Uh, human sex trafficking, so we want to be mindful of that. And if you see something, the latest said just as simple as one two three nine one one. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of you. Dear Lord, we thank you for the guests that came on this morning. We thank you for the information that was being shared with us. Dear Lord, we pray, dear Lord, that this information goes out and accomplish what it needs to be accomplished, dear Lord. How there's a great need for men and women, dear Lord, to stand in the gap for this type of dreadful uh, uh, mishap to some people's lives, this type dreadful lifestyle, dear Lord, as she was sharing with us about men and women living in a tomb, dear Lord, can you, we can't even imagine that, dear Lord, but you know, dear Lord, we ask you to continually to do your uh, your will in the lives of men and women in ministries like this, in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. 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 Amen.